Hello, folks. Welcome to Cold Read. I'm Nick. I'm Hunter. And we have a very special guest today, uh, David Leon. Hello, everyone. <laughs> we are going to be talking about a cinematic classic, Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. That's right. Um, a, a, a classic, to say the least. Um, no scripts, no anything. We just watched it. Um, and uh, and uh, before we, we even s we jump in, David, this, uh, this was your uh, choice for this episode of uh, Cold Read. And so I, I kind of, to be fair, I want you to just talk a little bit about why you chose this movie and why it's one of your favorite uh, Halloween movies. Sure. Um, yes. Yeah. So for for <laughs> for, uh, for those of you listening um, that that don't know, I have an Instagram account that's entirely dedicated to movies, right? Just kind of talk about uh, movies I love, movies I watch, and stuff like that. Um, and I started at the beginning of the month. I started doing a, a like a a, a, a a Halloween countdown uh, for every single day. I would post a movie and talk a little bit about it. And so. Um, I've been counting down all the way to this film. And the reason I chose this film was because it's, uh, for me, it's the first film I think of when I think of the season, when I think of October or, or autumn. It's uh, a film I have a very special uh, bond with. I've, it's one of those films that I very vividly remember watching when it first came out. I was six years old at the time, 2005, when it came out. And I remember watching it in October and it was Halloween season and you know every all the the leaves were changing and uh, you know everyone was gorging on candy before you know the big day came and um, and I remember watching it and already I was already a fan of Wallace and Gromit the the shorts and so getting to see them on the big screen was such a huge huge event and uh, um, Oh, that was my roommate, Miles Wilkie. Miles Wilkie that just walked in. Hey! <laughs> also an avid film lover. Oh, he's about to come on. Hey! All right, this is Miles Wilkie. It's the hey. podcast, so they won't be able to see hey. you. Yeah, but he says hello. He's, um, he's here in spirit. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I getting to see him on the big screen was like this huge event. And then the film itself kind of got me into some of the other classic Halloween monster films when I was younger and so we just kind of kick-started that whole thing so for 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 some of those reasons it's like a very very much one of my favorite films ever awesome awesome uh David uh just uh just a few thoughts on the on the movie I, I obviously like it a lot mm -hmm. I love it even uh so yeah just just talk about that a little more um all right, so we st like the opening music. The music is so bombastic, and which uh, which I didn't know until I rewatched it. Hans Zimmer does the score for this movie. Oh, does he? Yeah, I didn't even know. Does I he really? Was Julian Knott. Did it, I saw his name? So I think he he might have done like one of those. Uh, I forgot what it's called, where you do like the sessions and you add in like a little cinematic uh, doing the big to it. The, the, score, the score is something that stuck out to me. Yeah, talk about that some more, Hunter. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. 
Okay, so Hans Zimmer didn't. The only reason I remember that is because it was one of the first soundtracks I downloaded onto my phone and would listen constantly. And I would always see that name, Julian, not pop up without really knowing who that was. But, but then I later found out that he also did the score for like the, the, the shorts, the Lost and Gromit shorts. Oh, okay. Produced by Hans Zimmer. Produced by Hans Zimmer, okay. Yeah, but, it's, but yeah, the score, it's like... Yeah, the score, saying that... <laughs> <laughs> it's like the opening the opening Go for montage it. with the Go oh sorry <laughs> the, the opening <laughs> the opening like uh the credits with the, the the dreamworks logo and that whole build-up is so like bombastic and it's so exciting for it to go into the classic Wallace and Gromit theme and have that whimsical sort of feel to it is so like incredibly blended into like the like this sort of conventional cinematic score where you have like these this big orchestra and like these like for all the exciting action sequences it's like it adds so much to all of those scenes like it's become like it's become like synonymous with the actual film absolutely yeah i think the the score is a big part of why i like i really like this movie too uh so yeah i also love this movie, David. I, I think it's a very influential movie. I think it's a very charming movie. It's very funny. Uh, Gromit might be the best character of all time. <laughs> and uh, 100%. he's just so expressive uh, without saying a single word. And I think that's one of the, yeah. the other things I like about uh, the movie too is that, oh, sorry, you go. You go. Yeah, he's gonna talk, <laughs> I guess. Oh. I guess not. Oh, Hunter? I regret to inform the viewers that Hunter LaSalle has been taken away by the were-rabbit. Like, I think the perfect, like, kind of visual or visuals uh, that show their relationship is actually in the very beginning um, uh, when uh, it, with the pictures. I think it's, like, the perfect, like, kind of... Uh, a thesis of their relationship just like you know they're very different but uh they you know they love each other they love each other it's it's such a um uh there's like a heartwarming moment at the end where um where Gromit tries to save him from a uh Ray Fiennes character in the film the villain right Ray Fiennes yeah playing a, a snobby British hunter guy it's Hilarious. so much fun. It's so much yeah. fun seeing Ray Fiennes play a villain. Always. Because he's got that voice, like that, that sort of like pompous. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Hunter, not, not Hunter the person, like Hunter, like he's a... <laughs> yeah, not he's Hunter. Like, like he's a hunter of uh, animals. There's so many great uh, visual jokes in this movie. I, I think like basically almost every frame has like some kind of background gag where like there's something funny uh, in the background or like a, either a visual or like a, a, some kind of text in the background. Like if you read it in the background, it's like, oh, that's like a funny little gag. You know, it's just so, it's so imaginative. And super detailed, like with the animation itself, like. Oh, it's gorgeous. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the animation. It's just so well done. It's, it's huge, but also very intimate because it's, it's so simple, the, the designs of the characters like Wallace, um, you know, you can, you can almost see the fingerprints on his face, you know, it's just like, you know, it's just so like, it's so amazingly detailed, but also so simple. That's, I think it sort of adds to, to that, like, that 
that endearing quality of like, it's such a, uh, in a way it feels like a throwback to like the times of like, you know, before big budget CGI blockbusters where, you know, everything like was, all the effects were done practically and by hand and it had that sort of magical, magical quality to it. And I think exactly what you said, like how you can see the fingerprints in some of the, in some of the models, it, it right. adds, it adds so much to that, like that sort of craftsmanship. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, and yeah, there's so many, you know, we're talking about the visuals, but there are already, there's also so many, uh, well-written jokes as well. It's, uh, you know, I, I, one of my favorites is, uh, one of the, um, townspeople and, uh, uh, he's saying like, Oh, the, the great slug war of 89 or something like that. And it's like the slugs and the, the size of pigs. Oh no, the slugs are back. <laughs> it's like something like that. It's just so funny. It's just, uh, and, and like, uh, one of that, that whole scene is great in the church, uh, with the townspeople, but also, um, I also think that like there's so many great moments like visually like there uh, Helen Bottom Carter's character uh, with the wings behind her and like and like the villain has like you know he leans forward and there's like an axe behind him or whatever and then the horns come out of his head it looks like he's a, he's the devil and you know I mean there's so many visual things and the and the organist lady playing like dramatic music and then the police is uh, the police officer's like you're mental <laughs> it's just so funny. I used to quote that that uh, that scene in, in my head, like mentally, I would just be like uh, doing something completely unrelated. And in my head, I'll think of like, will you stop playing that? Or like, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like all, all the characters are so it's it's a significant. Um, a, it's a lot more characters than, than were in like the three original shorts. And yeah, there's so many. I mean, there's the, yeah, the townspeople, the bad guy, uh, uh, Ralph Fiennes, uh, or Ray Fiennes, um, and Helen Bonham Carter. I've never known how to actually say his name. Okay. Yeah, I think I think it's Ray Fiennes, I believe. Um, if not, he'll we'll have him contact us personally. Yeah, he'll email us and be like, "Hey guys, come on." Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just so it's just so charming you know what i mean like it, it you know it, there obviously you could pick uh apart a few things in the movie but like for the most part it's just it, it's basically a, a perfect movie in my eyes it's it's you know is it my favorite animated movie uh i don't know but it's 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 up there it's like it's really charming and and uh it has so many good jokes it has uh like we, we didn't even touch on uh a, a rabbit Wallace, which might be the funniest, uh, one of the funnier jokes in the movie where it's just his, it's just the voice of Wallace, but like uh, the pitch is like slightly higher. <laughs> oh, what part was that? Uh, the, uh, you know, the rabbit uh, Wallace where he's, it's, you know, at the end when it's just, uh, you know, the, the rabbit who acts like Wallace. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my God. You know, and he's just like, good night, Gromit. You know, it's just like so funny. And he's just like spouting like, Gorgonzola and like Cheddar. You know, it's just like, there's just so many uh, good, just like, you know, silly off, uh, you know, uh, off humor like that. It's just so funny. And and, and uh, let, actually, let's touch on David. Um, 
so this is um, a, a, a horror parody in a lot of ways. And I think I, you know, after rewatching it, I was like picking up on a lot more visual stuff than I uh, did before when it comes to just like, you know, the movie trying to play, uh, you know, play, play the movie out almost like a horror movie. Yeah, I mean, it's like on top of the, the silly humor in it, there's like, like, like right after the opening credits, it, the, the, the sh you see a shot of like a foggy uh, street with the uh, police man walking down. Which looks it, beautiful, like, by the way. Yeah. Exactly. Like the little puddles, like there's so many like little things to like, and there's it's like the POV shot. It's incredibly detailed, like in every sense of the word. And it evokes that, that those like the those like hammer horror films so much yeah and like the the whole scene with like the priest like uh getting attacked is just like visually like just like spot on yeah and it genuinely terrified me too as a kid like all the build up to the actual wear rabbit and like, yeah finding it's a out what this creature was yeah and it's actually a great twist because like because yeah. it's it's so well crafted because like i don't know like a, a lesser movie would like would actually just make it the the bunny that got like that turns into uh, Wallace like it's that bunny who's who's the were rabbit but instead because that's what you think like in the first half of the movie but then you realize oh no it's Wallace yeah and going back to Hunter's point earlier because I think because like I definitely understand that it, it was actually something I felt too about the movie for a long time like why does Wallace never like appreciate anything that Grama does he literally like he has them like uh like um uh when they when they're trying to catch the rabbit and they have the the, the female rabbit on top of the van and then they crash into the tunnel he has him go and or no he has him wait in the car well, while, yeah wallace yeah. leaves and then the were rabbit shows up so it's like really clever like oh well there he is you know like he's the you know it's a it's a cool it's a nice clue to like you know, like, yeah, he's, he's a were-rabbit. Like, he leaves, the were-rabbit shows up. It's like, it's just like, it, it all checks out, you know? I think it brings a nice self, uh, a moment of self-awareness for Wallace. There, like, um, when he does realize that he is the rabbit, and in a way, it also, like, kind of, like, what you were saying earlier, it strengthens their bond a lot, and it makes the final, it makes the finale when Gromit tries to save him. To me, it made it feel, like, more, like, suspenseful like it it it, 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 I mean, it feels cinematic which feels like a, a a a broad general thing to say but like in terms of the emotion and the and sort of like the feeling of it all yeah and the lengths gromit will uh go to for him and for you know to, to help anyone out to help people out um uh, not just wallace everyone uh is is great as so, so much so that like I don't know. Uh, for some reason, I I remember this, of course, but like for some reason, rewatching it, it really got me. Uh, the whole subplot with Gromit and his watermelon was so emotional to me. Like I was actually like, oh my god, why am I crying for for a watermelon? You know what I mean? Like it's so good. Like it like it's just a few key scenes, but like it really plays. And like the moment Gromit has to sacrifice his watermelon you know, to save, you know, the day. 
at the end is just it was actually like getting to me i was like wow i want i want someone to look at me the way gromit looks at that watermelon i mean literally it's such a absurd part of the film that everyone is so in love with their vegetables and like it's their actual like it's their actual children but yeah like a like a like one of them even has like a huge like carriage for their pumpkin yeah and i'm glad you i'm glad you touched on the vegetables because it being a horror movie you gotta have victims and who are the victims in this movie vegetables (laughs) and it's like perfect because it's like you can't kill anyone in in this kind of movie so how do you get you know how do you go get around that and it's like okay you you kill the vegetables and it's like funny when that happens so it's not like traumatizing and so they're the they're the horror movie victims in this exactly so it's just so clever and so funny in that way and it's like it's so grounded in that like it's so grounded in that like it, it it's it's funny in the beginning part but i think as you watch as you're watching the movie you're you're almost like kind of with them like you're like yeah. oh my god you feel the weight of it so right much. yeah it's a joke for a lot of it but but once again by the end like especially gromit's watermelon it's like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it's like exactly. it's like strangely moving stuff and i and i think some people uh, critique the the bad guy and uh he's he's not by any means like my favorite uh animated villain or anything but i i do think like he does the job well like i think like when he like falls down and fails or whatever like you it's funny like it you know what i mean like he's getting his comeuppance like he's not the most self-serious villain or anything i think you know he's he's more of a joke and i think some wallace and gromit villains are a little more serious than him like especially that penguin in that short what was it a close shave or is that a wrong wrong trousers right Uh Ron Trousers, exactly. Like, that's probably my favorite bad guy in the Wallace and Gromit uh, canon. But I think he's also very effective in what he's, you know, trying to be. This villain is uh, setting out to do in the movie, you know, as as a more comedic, you know, foil for Wallace, especially Wallace. Um, And I think, uh, you know, him, especially at the end, like, just, like, getting his comeuppance over and over and over again is just so uh, satisfying, you know. Yeah, I never really, because I, I have a lot of friends, especially when I was younger, when when the movie came out, a lot of my friends that were also fans of the shorts, they didn't like the movie. And one of the reasons for that was the villain. And I remember, I remember it was like, it was like towards the end, right when um, uh, it gets it, it gets closer to the finale. I think it's like when he finds out that Wallace is the rabbit and does oh, try to yeah. kill him oh and and, the, and that look that. he get he gives gromit that look which is so funny it's just like when he realizes it's wallace and he like he can like kill two birds with one stone and he's just yeah. like <laughs> you know it's before great. that yeah before that he was just like some pompous rich dude who like you know sort of acts it acts like the the third point in a love triangle but then when he becomes an actual threat and he starts embracing that over the top corny villain, I think it becomes so much more fun and like, it's fun. I mean, I think you yeah. did it really well. It's just so much fun to watch. Yeah, it's just really fun. 
with the uh, cotton candy hair and like that. Yeah, and also the cotton candy uh, uh, blowing in the wind as like a tumbleweed. Like it's like there's so many. We could talk for hours about this, David. There's so many uh, great visual gags in this that it's 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 definitely one of the best uh, visual gaggy movies I've seen. It's just like there's so much to, uh, to look out for in the movie. Exactly. And rewatching it too, it's like it's one of those cool things where you, you'll 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 find something in the background and and it, it like it changes it like it makes it feel so much so much fresher. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah, it's just it's just so good. It's just so good. Uh, uh, what else? What else do you want to talk about with this movie? I mean, there's so you know, there's you know, we could we could talk for hours about this, but uh, what what else is there to say? Um, um, I don't know. Like, just, just, just like, let's go back to Gromit. I think. Yeah. Yeah, because once again, I, I, we, we were touching on it before, but he really is just like one of my favorite characters. Um, he, he's just like we, without even saying a word, just like he's so expressive. He's so, uh, you know, it just like, <laughs> you know, he gets so frustrated with with Wallace. I think one of my favorite moments is like in the church scene again when uh. And they're like, what are, we, what are they going to do? What is Antipesto, which is a great name, by the way. What, what are they going to do? And, and Wallace is like, with a big trap. Face palm, just like <laughs> by Gromit. It's just like perfect, like visual comedic timing. It's just like, it's just perfect. Gromit feels like the everyman or like um, that's or the straight, the straight man. In, yeah, like he doesn't literally, exactly. He doesn't literally win, like, like look at the camera but like he you know what i mean like he might as well because like he's so like oh boy what am i what am i doing here you know like oh boy what is this what am i got what have i gotten myself into <laughs> <laughs> and and like you said earlier too he has so much heart that um yeah. gets communicated so well through pure body language and animation absolutely it's just like it's it's a, yeah without any words it's it's an achievement I think just like him in general, a Gromit in general, without a mouth, even, you know, like he has no mouth. Where is that mouth? Uh, you know, it's just like, it's, it's such a, he's such a good character and he really, you know, grounds the movie in a lot of ways. Cause you know, he's very funny, but like, he's not necessarily like the comic relief of the movie per se, you know, everyone else is kind of buffoons and he is kind of the only person who once again gets shit done he's the real hero of the movie and absolutely like, in every sense of the word he 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 gets the big climax he um uh has he, he he's in most of the movie too because there's a lot of it where wallace disappears and um and you you don't realize yet that he's the he's the rabbit and and it's it's wallace and it's kind of like great too for the audience because you're 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 with him you're trying to figure it out and so you're you're so much more connected with him and i think it goes back to that sort of instinctual nature we as people have that we you know um i think can connect to characters like that who you know they don't have a lot to say but but you know but they'll they'll do the right thing anyway like the you know it, it's just a look and they'll do it you know it's just like you know it's so in a way it's very like you know impulsive you know he's very action centric you know he's a doer 
um, we're just gushing about Gromit, you know, we're, we just love Gromit so much. <laughs> Gromit, I want to get a Gromit t-shirt and a bunch of other Gromit merchandise. Yeah, but uh, let's, uh, let's not, uh, let's not, uh, yeah, sorry, uh, keep, uh, keep talking. What were you going to say? Oh, no, that was it. I just want to get a bunch of Gromit merchandise and wave it around. <laughs> yes. I feel like right now. I used to have a, I, I, I still might in this house. I, I have a little Gromit. A figurine. I used to have uh, that and a, a, Wall and a, and a Wallace one too. Because uh, I, you know, once again, that movie is just like so inspirational for like, you know, I love like, you know, uh, collecting like little things like that because it's like, oh, it's real, like stop motion and animation, you know, it's all real. They're made out of clay, you know, they're, you know, you can touch them almost. Yeah, you can't, it's a movie, but you know, like, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's they're, they're, they're made out of real you know things you know so it's just like it makes it all the more personal and intimate yeah it's such a unique form of animation because you know if you with hand-drawn animation or, or computer-generated animation it's very much that that uh wall of suspense is made much more clearer but 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 exactly what you said the fact that stop motion is like a physical thing that lives within our reality like in terms of like the visual sense um it, it there's something really captivating about it and i think um it's so it takes so much uh kind of going back to the craft of it it takes so much skill to be able to bring that to life and bring it to life as much as uh nick park and argman are able to do with this movie and and all of their movies too like um it's yeah chicken it's one's great uh, so uh yeah. what else uh uh they they did up like a pirate one which was pretty funny the pirates band of misfits yes arthur christmas which i really like yeah they, they make some some solid movies i i not a huge fan of uh, some of their more recent stuff. I think they're, you know, like Shaun the Sheep. Like it's cute, it's for kids, but like for some reason, like it, like Wallace and Gromit, like it, it just feels a little different. It's like, it, it feels like for everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah, for, for me, it's definitely my favorite from, from their catalog. Yeah, I think it might be for me too. Um, I think uh, Miss Tweety in uh, uh, Chicken Run is, is like one of my favorite bad guys, but... Uh, but I think uh, our, uh, Wallace and Gromit is my favorite of their movies too. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, David, um, before we give our ratings, let's not uh, let's not uh, uh, skimp out on Wallace. Uh, you know, I, I think we were talking about him a little bit, but um, <laughs> Wallace is also Absolutely. a great a great character. Wallace is great. I think uh, you know he's you know he's bumbling and he's oblivious, but he's he's so likable and charming that like, you know, he doesn't, you know what I mean? He's not like malicious, you know what I mean? Or, or like a mean spirited character. So even though he, he may not always totally appreciate what Gromit's doing um, and he's impulsive with like cheese and everything. And actually the whole movie is like kind of, kind of on Wallace's side, like, Hey, maybe he should just eat cheese <laughs> because, <laughs> because if he doesn't, he'll turn into this monster. <laughs> It's, I loved, I loved that message personally as a kid, because it may not have been the best message, but. It, well, I mean, it was... it's, it's, it's mainly like veggie centric though. Like, like the most of the movie is like saying like, you know, eat your vegetables. Yeah. Which is great. I, 
when I was a kid, I read it like, if you eat your vegetables, that means you're turning into a big, scary rabbit monster. <laughs> and so you should eat cheese. Nothing but cheese. <laughs> that's true. Nothing but cheese. Uh, that's true. Uh, but I, I, but I, it was something I noticed. Like, yeah, it's such a veggie-centric movie, though. Like that, you know what I mean? Like they, they, it's a town that clearly loves their vegetables, kind of thing. You know, which, which you don't really see a lot in movies. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's like a a British thing that they're just so. I feel like it might be like they're so, like, passionate and like fanatic about like these veggie competitions and but i i um i do also want to talk about wallace because i think it's such a fine fine line to walk when you have a character that is oblivious but also likable and charming and i think a huge part of that is like the the voice acting of the late peter salas who I mean, completely made that character what so memorable and so funny and just so like so spirited. Absolutely, yeah. His performance is uh, so charming, so iconic. You know, it's just like it's a meme now. You know, like Wallace is a meme on the internet. You know, I mean, for a reason because it's just so funny when he says cheese. You know, it's just like you know, it's such an iconic character, iconic voice performance. Uh, exactly. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Peter Salas uh, gives a great performance. And uh, and actually, uh, it's funny that you, uh, or it's interesting that you mentioned him because uh, they wanted, uh, because this is a DreamWorks produced um, movie, um, they wanted to replace his voice with a celebrity because it's a, you know, it's a DreamWorks movie. They, you know, they're, they're known for their you know, celebrity voices, you know, uh, like uh, Jerry Seinfeld is the bee, Mike Myers is Shrek. Uh, Will Smith is the fish that looks terrifying. You know, it's it's just like all these uh, celebrities. So they wanted that for Wallace. And Ardman had to, you know, step their uh, foot down and be like, no, we're going to have the voice of Wallace, you know, play Wallace. Oh, my God. I'm so glad they did. Yeah, they, you know what I mean? Like, it, they... They did. They they mostly did their thing, like all the way through. Like if DreamWorks, you know, meddled too much, they would, you know, they would like stand their ground and be like, "No, we're gonna do it our way." Uh, and and they did every step of the way, basically. Um, you know, this is an Ardman movie through and through. That's so great. That's so great. That, and it's so. I mean, it's so sad to hear that so many of these great artists and storytellers are they face so much of this of these obstacles and roadblocks in order just to get their vision out there and to make the the film that they want to make like like if they had if anyone else like peter salas is the voice of wallace like anyone else the the whole thing falls apart exactly like, yeah um yeah you just recognize wow, it so, so much yeah, it is. It is shocking, right? But also not because it's DreamWorks and it's a studio, you know, major studio that wants to, you know, squeeze, uh, you know, a, a movie for all it's worth kind of thing. Like, you know, oh, we can make more money if we got a celebrity, you know, kind of mentality. Right. So it, right. it's it's just uh, it's not. So it's not surprising. It's shocking, but not not surprising. Uh, yeah. uh but but once again i'm glad you know uh we got the movie that we got with um peter solace as wallace 
Hell yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, before we wrap up, um, uh, I also just want to mention, uh, the last scene is also very, uh, touching, uh, when, uh, when it seems that Wallace is, uh, dead, um, and, uh, Gromit is, uh, breaking down, uh, once again, no mouth, not saying much, just like his eyes, you know, and, and his expression and in his teary eyes, it's just, you feel it. And he breaks, he breaks down earlier too in the cage and it's like, oh. Absolutely. I think it, it's, it's really, um, there's a lot of really um, borderline ballsy kind of things that the film does. Not like to the extreme per se, but like I, we mentioned before the twist. It, it's genuinely a really great and smart twist that's executed really well, um, I think. And yeah, and then to have him die, or, or believe to die, right? At the end, it, it was, I mean, because for a moment you you do think it's real, and at least as a kid watching it, when right. you see it, it's like, oh my, oh my goodness, and and you and you're right, it, the emotion there is so yeah, palpable. Yeah, you feel it because Gromit feels it. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I think so. Also, so we we believe yeah. that. Oh, is this? is this the end of Wallace? Because of course it's not, but you feel it in the moment because Gromit feels it. Yeah. And, the, and it's the interesting thing too, because I, I mean, I, I can't tell anymore because I do have such a very biased, nostalgic connection with this movie that the way I saw it back then is how I continue to watch it now. Me so too. I'm, same, same here. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like not, not even sure how, if it even still reads that way to someone who, has watched it for the first time. I think Hunter was 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 starting to say that before he got cut off by the damn damn technology. Yeah, the damn technology gods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, but how I've always felt when whenever watching it was it's like another great example of that reaffirming the relationship they have and that sort of like even though that Wallace is oblivious, it's still very genuine, honest, the way that it's portrayed, that sort of real, like, um, man's best friend kind of relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, even at the end, he's just kind of like, every dog has its day. You know, it's just (laughs) like, he's still like, kind of like, yeah, I guess you did something, right? But like, yeah, uh, you know, I was mentioning it before, but yeah, just like the opening with like the, pictures of uh Wallace and Gromit on the wall and everything I and and that last moment with them together I I think just like perfectly demonstrates why their relationship is so strong and why they make such a good duo because actually they're not in the movie together actually not not as much as you think they are because he's the monster because Wallace is the monster and everything but I think that I think those moments are key and uh, I'm glad those moments are in the movie uh, so yeah, uh, uh, we stan Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, David, your rating out of 10. I, it's hard because to give it objectively versus subjectively, subjectively, I would probably give it a perfect score, but I I will say that I give it nine out of 10. I think there are certainly some, 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 some things here and there that 
and I and I think it, it it is not on exactly as great as like the classic the three classic shorts, but I think as a film adapt as a film adaption of these characters and and also an introduction to people who haven't seen any Wallace and Gromit before, I think it succeeds in that. And as a film, I think it really, really does, uh, is very charming and heartfelt film. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have to agree with you. It's, um, I, if I, if I was being totally, uh, you know, unsubjective, I, maybe a nine, but uh, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm, I'm giving it a 10. <laughs> Uh, I I don't uh, give tens uh, lightly. I I don't just you know give it to any movie. And uh, even though I think there are better animated films out there, I think this is basically a perfect movie. There, there there might be a few jokes that aren't so great and everything. There might be a few moments that aren't great, but who cares? Like it, it's basically like what's a perfect movie anyway? I mean exactly. Uh, so I I would give it a. a a, a 10 out of 10. Woo. So yeah, uh, that was, that has been our talk uh, on Wallace and Gromit, the curse of the were-rabbit. Cheese. <laughs> I'm just crackers about cheese. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, David, uh, for uh, coming, uh, uh, for joining me and uh, the late <laughs> Hunter LaSalle. <laughs> may may he rest I in peace. Should, may he rest in peace. He's, he's been lost to the virtual gods. He will show up in the next episode, but for now, virtually, uh, he's dead. <laughs> um, which is kind of perfect for a Halloween episode. Uh, the, there had to be one one a virtual murder uh tonight and so uh, on this night of all nights halloween so if uh, anyone had to bite the dust <laughs> especially someone who didn't like it as much as we did <laughs> oh. Oh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yes. uh rest in peace hunter but also not you're not actually dead you'll be back for the next episode um but uh thank you uh once again david it's been an absolute honor i love the way you talk about movies i think you're so passionate and so loving but also so open and, and thoughtful and critical about everything you you talk about and so i absolutely absolutely wanted you on the show because i i i think you're just a great guy wow thank you so much that man that means so much coming from you it's also an honor to be here thank you so much for having me and yeah yeah and so we, we would love to we would love to have you on uh in the future uh, uh absolutely obviously uh so yeah uh thanks again david and thank you all of you for listening especially on halloween the 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 spookiest night of the year um besides uh election night uh so <laughs> yeah. uh but but thank you so scariest much scariest thing of all scariest thing of all especially because you don't know who will win uh <laughs> vote vote oh, well Yes. yes. Yeah, vote. vote. Vote, motherfuckers. Vote. <laughs> uh, vote. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, I've been Nick. I've been David. And thanks for listening. Happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs>